0: from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio.
1: It's now our Live in the studio.
0: It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bo Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set, let's go. The Zone.
1: man man oh man good morning welcome in we are the out of bounds show what a crazy day football championship sunday ah i wanted my lines to win come on i needed the lines to win i had a bet on the lines but really that wasn't the whole thing it was that i wanted the detroit Lions to win good morning welcome in We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, award-winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Check out the weather today. So, obviously, it's cold right now, but if, if you're thinking about getting some golf in, what about tomorrow? Bet 50, play 30, 64 degrees and sunny. Bet 50, play 30, Pearl River Resort, the sports book and Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Um, Tuesday looks good for sure. That's uh that's pretty awesome. I am your host, Bo Bounds, and uh Mississippi State knocks off another top ten team who can win a national championship. Tennessee and Auburn both have national championship caliber rosters. And they beat them both. In a span of a couple of weeks. Um Weird, 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 crazy, crazy times. Um, yeah, I, I, they'll take it. Those are, um, those are NCAA tournament committee wins for sure. You said they'll take it. What do you mean though? That's huge. <laughs> I would take that in a heartbeat. You know, we talked about Cam Matthews last week, mm-hmm. and uh, he must have been listening to the show. <laughs> Who doesn't? Thanks for listening to the show, by the way, streaming the show on TheZone1059.com or get that smartphone right now and download the Out of Bounds radio app. You can listen to us anywhere, in your house, at the gym, um, wherever you are, walking in the neighborhood, on the golf course, hunting camp. Anyway, uh, top 10. So Cam Matthews was unbelievable over the... uh, over the weekend, double double in college basketball. You don't just drop those double doubles. No, <laughs> no, that does, that doesn't happen. So that was an exciting win. Ole Miss got a good road win. Uh, well, two of both of them hit threes. Josh Hubbard hit a three with a minute thirty eight left. That was sick. Yeah, that was inbounds play. You know, he, he had to catch and shoot. The guys all over him. And then Ole Miss hit a three with 21.2 seconds left um, to counter A&M going up. Uh, not going up, tying the game, excuse me, with free throws. So, you know, big buckets late in the game. Um, I'm not down on Auburn. They're still a national championship uh, roster. I don't know who all has it in the conference. National championship roster. Auburn, Tennessee, and Bama. That's Kentucky? Or no? Mm. Well, they have national championship talent. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're willing to defend at that level. I don't. Um, but it's early. They got time. They got time. I mean, they got time for Calipari to screw this up. But, um... <laughs> and Cal loves to screw up a, a very talented team. Um... Kind of like Jimbo Fisher, but yeah, they're good. No doubt. Kentucky's good. And now we got a big uh, fist fight tomorrow night in Oxford between Mississippi State and Ole Miss. Yeah. This is going to be, Ugh. now Mississippi State is uh, way ahead in the net rankings because they've mm. actually played people. Ooh, um, shots fired. No, it's just, <laughs> uh, is it if it's the truth, how's it shots fired?
2: No, I mean, it's, it's, they've, played better opponents. I mean, they've had and more success against them. That's, I mean, the two top 10 wins, well, two out of two when it comes to Tennessee and Auburn, that's pretty spectacular. Yeah. I give you that. But tomorrow, I mean, I never know whether or not it's good if State gets a big win before playing Ole Miss or if that, you know, messes with their heads or anything like that because...
1: Well, you're at home. You you automatically get you know, several possessions of points. Uh, I could see the two, two teams splitting home and home. They do that mm-hmm. uh, a good bit. I mean, last year, Mississippi State swept, but Kermit Davis Jr. was, was you know, that was a disaster. So uh, the Dogs and the Rebs have been able to sweep at times. Mississippi State more. They own the series by a large margin. But, um, and they've got a much better history mm-hmm. as far as NCAA tournaments and so on. And something called the Final Four. But I look. I expect tomorrow, you know, to be to be super competitive, close, and no doubt home court advantage matters. I mean, we see the numbers. Um, but they'll get to come to well in a couple of weeks, yeah. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it all how it all shakes out. So Mississippi State is number thirty eight in that NCAA net rankings, and Ole Miss is fifty seven. So. Um, State needs to move up into the top, you know, you'd like to be in the top 33, both of them, just because of all the automatic bids. Right. The problem is the automatic bids. There's too many of them, but I don't think they're going away at this point. Uh, I think that they should let more, um, you know, power fives in, but we're going to let the all the conferences get somebody in when they win their conference tournament. Well, cool. they, yeah.
2: I mean, everybody wants to see, you know, Providence. No, He's they saying, don't. Come on. That's a lie. Come on. I want to see lie. I want to see the Friars no, in there. No, you don't. It's I'm... <laughs> proven. People say that
1: and then they don't watch it. Oh,
2: I like the Friars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. they are like Richmond? Most
1: watched Final Four in the last few years. When I was there a couple of years ago in New Orleans, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas Villanova. We say we want to mm, We yeah. say we want to watch the underdogs. And then when it comes down to it, what do we do? Well, Blue Bloods. Yeah. All right. Out of Bounds, one hundred 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. It's brought to you by uh, Ag Up Equipment. And our text line is 601-885-3776. 601-885-3776. Twitter X, at Bow Twitter X. Jason, are you on Twitter X? Of course. Okay.
2: Okay. I'm not a I'm not a Twitter cowboy of what a keyboard cowboy or a Twitter warrior. I'm not. Which one, of, one are you? Not neither. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. Why? Well, I mean, as as fun as it is to get all heated and you know bothered on social media, yeah. it's just not my style. You know. Yeah. Going back and forth, pressing refresh, waiting to see if they responded. Yeah. I'm all right. <laughs> it's not mine
1: either. <laughs> um, some people li- You know. Some people live for it. Yeah. Oh no doubt. I mean, they get up every morning. They're like. I'm getting I mean, seriously, people do it every day. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'm getting on Twitter <laughs> X to spar all day. Yeah. And then they'll
2: they'll post about it. They'll repost them quote unquote winning an argument on Twitter. Does anybody ever win an argument? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to figure that out. That huh. nobody ever
1: really wins one of those bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh who feels worse this morning? Ravens or Lions? Lions. Yeah gotta be lions
2: come on the whole whole country was riding on you mm. and well everybody i Dan don't know Campbell not kicking field goal ah, he's aggressive i mean i like i like
1: the aggression yeah just maybe not all the time not, maybe not all the time maybe in week four yeah week eight week 11 but maybe in that moment when you're up and you've got the momentum you uh you kick and keep the momentum
2: yeah, we, you could tell an obvious experience gap, I mean, in both games, in the Chiefs game and in the 49ers game. You could tell the other coaches have really, you know, been there recently and stayed there. Yeah. I mean, John Harbaugh, he's, he's been making appearances, you know, but he's not been as consistent
1: as Reed or maybe even a Shanahan. Not as of late. As of That's late. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good morning. Welcome in. Tom Lugan, Bill at 730. Jeff Duncan at 930. That's two good ones. Tom Lugan, Bill seven thirty. Jeff Duncan at nine thirty on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Welcome in. Good morning. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash O-O-B and use the code O-O-B at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. On the big board. Ah, uh, the big board this morning. is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems. Doing it right the first time since 1980. Look at the projects they've completed around the state of Mississippi. There's no doubt. Roofing.ms, number one commercial industrial roofing company. Independent Roofing Systems. Good morning. Welcome in. We've got Chiefs and 49ers in the Super Bowl. We've got Mississippi State at Ole Miss tomorrow night. Both coming off W's, Mississippi State, another top 10 win. This time they beat Auburn. Ole Miss goes on the road. They beat A&M. And Buzz Williams. (laughs) Oh, Buzz. Trying to figure out who who does Buzz look like. Hmm. I'm trying to think. A fashion designer that lifts weights in Greece. Ooh, his name is like Giorgio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to. It just came to me that I, I thought I. Hmm. He looks like a really mean principal. Okay. Like I could see like more, a more refined. High school strength and conditioning coach? Yeah, yeah, but the guy its like... Oh, that he... instead of teaches American studies, teaches physics? Ooh, okay. I like where you're going. It's not like
2: U.S. history. It's it's more scientific than that. Yeah. I, I like that. It, he seems like the guy where it's like, oh, you don't want to go see Mr. Jones, and he's Mr. Jones. Uh... Like, that's what... You know, he looks like the hard-nosed yeah, and principal. Yeah, he,
1: he, he can teach. He can get away with teaching because he's got a trust fund, so he can dress <laughs> like a million bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. So he's got just enough money. You know, he's got a Hyundai and change a year coming out of a trust fund, plus his teacher's salary, so he can kind of live at a much, much higher level. <laughs> and and he's still single.
2: Yeah, the only teacher with a Range Rover.
1: Yeah, like, he yeah. drives in, he's, he goes to Europe during the summer, takes everybody else off in the school, <laughs> right? As they like go to that. Destin, oh, I mean, not yeah. that that's not awesome. I think it is, but right. a little bit different. If you're, you know, two weeks in Europe and posting about it, and he's he would be that guy that would post. What do you think? Over or under thirty seven picks on Instagram.
2: Oh, I was I was thinking five a day. Yeah, you know, like here's where we we walked hundred feet. Here's another picture. Oh, right. Here's my twenty seven year old girlfriend. I'm fifty two. Right. 52, right. You know, like just batching it.
1: Yeah. I think that's I think that's Buzz Williams, the head basketball coach at Texas A and M. Uh Cam Matthews, fourteen points and eleven boards. Um, he was just unbelievable. He really was. Um they still can't shoot free throws. But uh I mean, what the hey, right? Um how did Josh Hubbard not have a free throw? Oh, he got fouled on that three pointer, by the way. With a minute 38 left? Yeah. Um, I mean, that was one of those where you didn't get to dribble a little bit, kind of get in your spot, and then shoot, which is still difficult. He literally comes off of throwing the ball in and is running towards the ball full speed and catches it and jumps, and he's moving and shoots it and makes it, and the guy fouls him. But they don't call it, but that's fine. He made it. So clean. Yeah.
2: He's so clean. I mean, the catch-and-shoot ability. It's something like I haven't seen since watching video of me play basketball.
1: That's what I was saying. Eighth grade? Yeah, exactly. That's the last You would come off that double screen, kind of like Daryl Wilson, 96 (laughs) Final Four. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And then um, that shot put shot was dangerous in 1A. Uh, Were y'all 1A when you were there? 2A. No, really? Yeah, 2A. 2A Y'all have that uh, much enrollment? 2A, MHSAA.
2: So, public school 2A. So, we were playing against, like, Puckett, Pisgah, Bassfield. Yeah. Those kind of schools. The schools that all you need is two kids. And they can and dominate. Could take over a government. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Those those schools that you just referenced like to play ball. They play hard. Oh, yeah. And all their basketball... kids play year-round.
2: Their basketball team... If they they could either have like really good players or they're all football
1: players and you're about to get beat up, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, that's great, man. They're either all linebackers or they have two really good basketball players, right, right, or they're all centers. Like they well, could no, be, you got you got <laughs> you got three linebackers, one center, and then like a a fullback,
2: okay. I could see that. I was thinking like end. I was thinking like a, a track kid that they taught how to shoot. You know, like, yeah, like a strong
1: safety, uh, free safety. You can't right. be a strong free safety. Yeah, that's where the speed is.
2: Lightning quick, and they just hope they get a, a fast break layup. One of those.
1: Yeah, I like that. All right. So, uh, who's the most exciting player for you? I mean, I guess it's Matthew Morrell, but you had some other players step up. Yeah, Flanagan, um, uh, Brakefield is unbelievable at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Do you have a? Are you going to go Morel, or do you have somebody else that you want to get all hot and bothered about? I'm good. I, mean, uh, I it's, mean, it's a good team. Yeah, you got to move. You got some work to do in the net rankings, no doubt,
2: no doubt. But but Murray hitting that shot, I mean, he look and he's from Murray the,
1: is from the Bronx. He's from the baby. Bronx.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love the way he plays basketball. Well,
1: he like all you have to do is watch him for a few minutes, and you go, that guy's from New York. Yeah. No, exactly.
2: <laughs> I mean, he, he plays like he's got on some, like, black Air Force Ones, which I'm not sure if you know what the the meme around black Air Force Ones are, but it means that they're dangerous. Oh. Like, like if you wear all black shoes, don't mess with that guy, is basically what they're saying. And that's how
1: he plays. He's 5'10". Yeah. Grit. He's quick. Mm-hmm. So your guy's Jalen Murray from, oh, from the Bronx. I would say Murray
2: or Flanagan because I think Flanagan has the build – he does. Of a professional player, I mean, he
1: looks like he could be a professional player.
2: So I, I really he, like yeah, him. Yeah, he's six
1: foot five. So he's the guy that I've been talking about the last couple weeks, right? Yeah, that you need. And then Mississippi State's guy played well. That's kind of like that. He's not as he's not a perimeter guy like Flanagan, but Matthews is very athletic, and he's big, and you need him to do a lot of different things and take some pressure off of uh, Tolu. And he did that with 14 and 11. Which is pretty filthy. I guess Auburn? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Mississippi State and Ole Miss are good. Don't get me wrong. And and we'll see what happens. There's a lot of ball left to play. And, you know, Mississippi State has to go at Ole Miss and at Bama this week. There is one, you know, there is a spot where they've got a little relief. Um, And, you know, we'll see if they can take advantage of that. But... To come back out now and go, you were just at Florida, now you're at Ole Miss and at Bama. Bama. They just dropped 109 points Jeez. on LSU, Jeez. who was coming around. <laughs> oh, they're so scary. Uh, well, they have three guards that are amazing, but Sears and Estrada for Bama are filthy. At it, 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 the college level to have that is in, I don't, you know, that's like, it is, it's crazy tall. And they have another one, but he can only get nine points a game and he's good and he's overshadowed and he would be unreal at State and Ole Miss and A&M and other yeah. teams, you know. But because Estrada and Sears are so good, you don't even talk about the third guy. And what about Auburn? They can foul as much as they want because they've got a whole other five that they can put in. I mean, Mississippi State gets two fouls on a guy, they're they're, you know, game plan out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And when Hub had to go out, it was a little nerve-wracking there. Um, but two good wins. Well, a great win and a good win. So uh Mississippi State went over Auburn, Ole Miss on the road, 7168 against um well, Buzz Williams. I love the way we kind of
2: broke him down a little bit yeah if people don't know what he looks like and they just
1: listen to our description we get that's pretty close he would he would to me he'd have to be a teacher like Macaulay Mm, okay in Chattanooga trust fund guy but like you said drives a Range Rover wears expensive clothes and can pull that off because of the six figures coming in from the from the trust Yeah. yeah or maybe a charter school principal I can Uh-oh. see that, too. Oh, all right. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, brought to you by Mississippi Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Orthopedic Center. Hey, Tom Luganville coming up next. We'll recap the AFC and NFC Championship games with Lugs.
0: Presented by your local Farm Bureau Insurance Agency. Go, Go local. local. Go with a home team.
1: Good morning. Welcome in. We've got National College Football Analyst with ESPN. He is Tom Luganbill. He joins us on the Out of Bounds Show and the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And we'll recap the uh, NFC Championship game, possibly the AFC Championship game, and then we'll jump into a, a little college football. We've got a fun question for, for Tom a little bit later in the show, but, or a little bit later in the interview. Tom didn't know he's gonna join us for two hours. Um, Luz, good morning. What's up?
0: Good morning, man. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. I'm doing better. I was cheering for the Lions, man. Uh, you're a West Coast guy, so you were and you told us the Joe Montana story and you lived out there for a while, so I guess you were for the 49ers, right?
0: No, 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 man. I was I was really for for the Lions, to be honest with you. I just think the story is remarkable. I, I still go back to the Dan Campbell introductory press conference, and everybody just universally mocked him, made fun of him, all of the comments that he made about what they were going to do and how they were going to do it, what type of team they were going to be, and he made every bit of it happen. And, like, how can you not be in support of a guy like that? I mean, I just think that he's doing something right now that I think in free agency could really continue to transform and elevate that – that in the organization, because listen, let's call what it is. It's not, it's not a hotspot destination in free agency. Right. Right. But now he's turning that place into a place that is player friendly. They have an attitude. They have a toughness. They have a, 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 a I don't know an aura about them. So I think he's making them more attractive with the early returns, which is not only going to help them in the draft, but it's going to help them in free agency.
1: I like that. I like where you're going there um i agree with you um you know we we cut up his his uh press conference from a few years ago we drop it all the time the kneecap biter stuff do we have that jason (laughs) let's play that for for tom it'll make him happy for breakfast time here we go all
0: right and so this team's going to be built on uh we're going to kick you in the teeth all right and when you punch us back we're going to smile at you and when you knock us down we're going to get up and on the way up we're going to bite a kneecap off all right, and we're going to stand up, and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right, and on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap, and we're going to get up, and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you. Before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. Is that
1: gold or what, Luke?
0: <laughs> it's gold. It's just it's it's absolutely beautiful because you know the yellow part that you didn't play that's in that is he repeatedly references. Listen, I, I can't tell you how many games we're going to win. I, I, don't, I can tell you what we're going to be about and how we're going to be molded and how we're going to be built and the type of people we're going to have. I can't tell you how many wins we're going to have. Well, now all of a sudden that's come into fruition on its own based off of the philosoph- philosophical identity that he outlined there. I just – it's awesome. I mean, how, that rarely happens, man. Like when, when, when a head coach gets up there and makes statements uh, and then delivers, and not only delivers, delivers in less than three years.
1: Yeah, and for we're the same age, so all we've watched is the Lions being the lovable losers. I loved Barry Sanders, but they never won,
0: right? And- well, if you remember, yeah, they never won. They sniffed a little success there in the early 90s, if you remember when Mouse Davis was the offensive coordinator and they committed to run and shoot, and they had all those receivers, and then they had Barry. That's what makes Barry Sanders and his production so remarkable is the vast majority of his career at Detroit He was playing in a one-back, no tight end, no fullback offense in the NFL. (laughs) It's
1: unbelievable. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah, I've I've read the book, Perfect Pass, and it's all about Mouse Davis and that whole group and June Jones, and then it takes you to Mummy and Leach. It's phenomenal about how it all kind of – it actually started out there in the West in in the 70s and then – Trickled over. All right. So you just we just talked about how I mean Dan Campbell's been amazing and Tom Luganville joins us on the Farm Bureau insurance guest line. But the narrative today, and you and I are playing Monday morning QB, is Campbell um, you know, he took too many chances, he went for it too often on fourth down, and he should have kicked a field goal. Where where are you on that?
0: Where do you land? Listen, um, the second one. To kick the field goal and go up, what, three more? I can kind of see that one, but I'm actually going to defend him here, and this is why. This is what they've done all year long. This is who they are. These are the decisions that they've made. They've been one of the most successful fourth-down teams in the entire NFL. Why would you get to the NFC Championship game and all of a sudden go soft? Why would you get to the NFC Championship game and all of a sudden become something that you aren't? I don't think that's in Dan Campbell's blood. Now, we can sit here and criticize and, and things of that nature. They didn't execute on two-fourth and short, okay? Um, but if you look at the AFC championship game, neither did uh, neither did uh, Baltimore. And they've been a good fourth-down uh, team on offense. So I, I really don't have an issue with it. I, 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 as I was watching it unfold, I'm sitting there going, oh, man, tomorrow morning everybody's going to be ripping in for doing that. But then when you – and, and they mentioned it, you know, Greg Olson mentioned it yesterday, like this is what they do. And I and I agree with him. why would you just all of a sudden abandon that and become something that you aren't and become something that isn't a part of the fabric of how you got to this point?
1: OK, fair enough. Right, speaking of Greg Olson, I think he is outstanding. Uh, you have been in this business for a long time. You've mm-hmm. you've done color, studio, field, yeah. everything. Uh, what do you think about Olson? as a color analyst
0: in fairness if you would have asked me this question four years ago I would have said he's extremely raw has a long way to go um, didn't seem overly comfortable uh, now you ask me the question I think he's one of the most improved in booth analysts that we have working today um, he just I think he committed to it I think he studied himself probably worked with some talent coaches in terms of, you know, identifying pauses, pregnant pauses, when silence is your best friend, um, you know, following the bouncing ball of what the the play-by-play guy tees you up on, knowing when to lay out, like all of these different things that oftentimes, you know, as analysts, we just kind of learn on the fly where play-by-play guys and studio hosts, they went to school for this stuff. Like you always hear guys about Syracuse or Missouri oh, or Western sure. or Arizona state. And, you know, they've been taught this stuff. This is part of their undergraduate degree. It's part of the work that they've learned how to do it. We didn't go to school for that. You know, like I, I came into this from coaching and next thing you know, you're, you're learning all the phrases and all the different things that are so foreign to you. And then you kind of just figure it out as you go along. And, and I think that from Greg Olson's perspective, his improvement, I think, has been remarkable over the last three to four years. I can remember—I remember him doing the XFL in 2020. I was like, "Oh man, man, I, this is my personal opinion. I was that like, he's got a long way to go." Right. And then now, I wouldn't say that at all.
1: Be interesting to see if Tom Brady actually takes the job. I'm not convinced he does because when you're Brady and worth hundreds of millions of dollars, I don't know if he wants to make that 20-week run because you don't have to. It, it may have sounded good at the time. Obviously, he can opt out. You think Brady actually takes over? You, you think he goes, you know what, that, that sounded good, but I've got you know 25 different businesses and I can go to Europe yeah. whenever I want and the Caribbean. What do you think?
0: I, I think a lot of it depends on how much of his free time does he want to be infringed upon, right? I mean, because it is if you're going to be good at it and you're going to really commit to it, you're, it's going to take time just like anything else. And I don't think Tom Brady with his work ethic and his approach knows any other way. So if he were to do it, he's going to know that I can only do it one way if I'm going to be any good at it, and that's going to take time. And you're now weighing at this point in your career where you never have to work another day in your life. And do you want to commit to that, or do you want to go, you know, play around in the Amalfi Coast? You know, I mean, I, I, I can tell you what I do, but I, I'm already, I'm already, uh, I've been doing this now for uh, going on 20 years, um, and if somebody said, hey. Uh, you're good, dude. You're set for life. Uh, go do what you want to do. <laughs> I don't know if I'd keep working if I had to. Sure, sure. All right,
1: let's switch let's switch gears to college football. ESPN college football analyst Tom Lugan Bill on the Out of Bounds show, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau Insurance agent. As Jake Mangum tells us, go local, go with the home team. Uh Lugs, who will we were debating this last week. We had some fun with it and our listeners liked it. Um who is going to be the next coach in college football to win a national championship that doesn't have one? And so we were going through um, DeBoer and Ron Day and Nor- i am not going to list them all—but Norvell, Brian Kelly, and you know the list goes on and on here. Um, is there a coach that you look at what they're doing and maybe where he's been and he's learning and he's getting the chops going? You know, who would you pick as the next guy to win, win it all, that hasn't won it?
0: It might be Steve Sarkeesian. If you consider what the program has become under his leadership in a short period of time and the resources at his disposal, the expansion of the college football playoff and the timing of that, he would probably be at the top of my list. Because I'm when you ask me that question, i don't think it's an answer that's only exclusive to the coach right it's got to be exclusive to lots of things and other factors that give you a chance i would also say probably brian kelly is up there just because he has won so many football games and you know to me that's that's a, a a telltale sign of a guy that has won a national championship has played and coached in big games they have the resources financially to do it. Um, but I also think this is so interesting, this question you asked, because, because of the NIL and the transfer portal, the answer to this question is so much more convoluted because there's other factors at play that didn't used to be a part of the equation, right? Like, let's just say seven, seven years ago, the answer to this question would be like, okay, who's the best coach at the school with the most resources? And that's kind of it, right? There are there, sure. other areas that came into play. Well, now now there are. And how do you navigate those areas? Like, So, for, for example, I could easily say Mike Norvell with an answer to that question because of how we've seen him navigate the transfer portal, which enabled them to flip that roster so quickly that – He all of a sudden has a variable that wasn't available five, six, seven years ago. I mean, take a look at Florida State this past these past two years. Look at every single player that has been an impact marquee player that has transformed that program under his leadership. Almost everyone to a man is a transfer portal guy. Right. Trey Benson, all right, Jordan Travis, Johnny Wilson. Jaheim Bell, Keon Coleman, Jared Verse, Braden Fisk. I could go on and on and on. And all of a sudden, they're 13 enough. So to me, like, yeah, this is a long-winded answer to your question, but I don't think it's as simple because there are factors at play that didn't used to exist.
1: Okay. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds show. Um, I agree with the factors that you're referencing. And then we got the new format. Which then kind of flips back. Like, I agree, Florida State, maybe Ole Miss, maybe some, uh, maybe another team or two can do this. Although Florida State recruits better, but but Ole Miss is, you know, they're around 20. But then yeah. where do you rank them with their transfer portal hall? So I agree with that. So th- yeah. there's a new way and a new path. However, then I flip it back, the expanded playoff. Still plays in favor of the teams with more dudes, right? Georgia, Absolutely. LSU, Ohio State. So I think it's going to be fascinating. Like, can Norvell and Lane find a? Pa- Obviously, Norvell has an easier path because of the ACC. But, but can they find a path and actually, if they don't get a bye after the wear and tear of the season, can you win a playoff game, then win another playoff game, then win another playoff game, and possibly be <laughs> facing a blue blood? of Georgia or Ohio State, Luke's, who got that bid. And on paper, they have more four- and five-star players and a little
0: more depth. Yeah, you're going to run out of gas. And I've been saying that from day one. This is, this is going to take a, a healthy, deep, talented roster with a combination of luck, health, And those are going to be the guys that are standing. I mean, if you look at it, like when when people, I look at it just from a recruiting perspective, okay? And we've we've done the numbers on this. And people, you know, we can debate, you know, rankings and, and class rankings each and every year. And listen, there's paper champions in every sport, right? But I will say this, of the last five teams to win the national championship or the two teams who have played in the national championship game, all right, in the last five years, all of them had an average of a top 10 recruiting class ranking over the span of that time. Nobody played for it and nobody won it that wasn't inside the top 10. So there is validity to how well you recruit amongst your top tier peers, one through 10, because ultimately those are going to be the other rosters that are going to be there standing in the end.
1: Um, You know, and then you add in the conference championship game, Tom. So, yeah. it, it's, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword. Like, Ole Miss has a great schedule this year. Could they go 11-1? and Maybe. They, they do have to play at LSU and Georgia at home. Um, but, I mean, this could factor into Georgia, BAM, LSU, and then other, other conferences, Clemson, Florida State, Ohio State, so on. Um, but if you play twelve and you play the conference championship game, and you don't get a bye, then you play on December 20th, which is a quick turnaround after getting beat up all year. If you do get a bye, you get one more week. But you would think that the majority of the time, it's going to be back where we started. The Georgia's Ohio State's type programs are going to be the ones with the buys, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> that That's the thing. It's like we're having this conversation and I say this to people all the time. I was like, you better start doing the math, man, because like, This this isn't closing the gap of competition. This isn't making it – this isn't creating more parity. At the end of the day, we might be allowing more access, but the path to get there for teams that aren't sustainable when it comes to depth and talent is going to be down near impossible to navigate. So, yeah, to your point, are we going to have more games and are we all going to love that? Absolutely. Could somebody get hot early and knock somebody off? Of course that's. That's going Right. On. Right. But at the end of the day, like you said, you're gonna have to play, then you're gonna have to play again, then you're gonna have to play again, only to have the right to potentially play for a national championship. And how do you like go talk to FCS coaches? Now I do those FCS playoff games mm-hmm. and those teams start to you start to work through the what they have to navigate on a weekend and week out basis and how long that season is. That's the reason Why, after the semifinals at the FCS level, which is a week before signing day, they don't play their championship game until the end of the first week in January. (laughs) They need a break. Right. And they only got 63 scholarship players instead of 85.
1: Yikes. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, So we're losing... You know, we're losing the Heisman Trophy winner in Jaden Daniels. And we lose KJ to Central Florida, which he could rip that league up, Luke's, with Malzahn and and the way that they, I don't know, however you want to run the numbers, do or don't play defense in the Big 12. Um, darts back. So as you look around the league, is it dart period as far as, you know, the most talented guy returning, you know, how do you, I know it's early, but, but how do you handicap SEC QBs here? Um, as we head into spring ball in a few weeks.
0: Well, I think, you know, the conversation begins with the debate between Carson back and, and, you know, Jackson Dart, but they're also two very, very different players that are also in very different styles of offense. Uh, but I think the conversation begins there. I mean, that's kind of where it has to begin um, I would then put Jalen Milrow in the discussion right behind them because I still think he's not in either of those two players' class as a passer just yet. He's clearly the most dynamic, imposing athlete and runner um, that we may see not just in the SEC but in college football from a from an athletic perspective at the quarterback spot, which is going to be interesting to see how Kalen DeBoer utilizes that because that's not what he's been playing with going back to Indiana, Fresno State, and Washington. Right. So, um, no, I, you've got Kentucky's got one of the the, the Georgia kid transfers uh, that that went in there. South Carolina, we don't know yet. Uh, Florida could be playing with a true freshman and DJ Lagway, mm. uh, so we don't know, you know, there yet. Um, Mississippi State, listen, I'm not saying he's gonna play, but I love Michael Van Buren to be in the mix. The true the true freshman. I uh, just think that was a really good sign uh, for, for Jeff Levy.
1: And you like shaping uh, Ar- if he stays healthy, right?
0: Yeah, I really like shaping if he stays healthy. But that's, again, it's all the, the biggest word in sports, right? If. And, and that's been an issue for him. Um, and then you look at Arkansas. I don't know. We don't, I don't think we know quite yet. So it, it's, it's a three-man discussion, in my opinion. We don't know yet with Auburn. Uh, but I think it's Carson Beck, Jackson Dart, and then Jalen Millerell.
1: All right. one uh, We got maybe one or two more. Uh, the team, to me, that's going to look like they know what they're doing for the first time in a long time. And we're going to see vast improvement. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to the college football playoff, but they're going to be really good. And we've kind of just now gone, they'll never win. Mike Elko's a grown-up. He is a heck of a football coach. Uh, Connor Wigman can play and they are going to be much improved this year and you're going to see it on the field and in the win column. Tom, that's my...
0: I don't disagree with that. I think what's interesting to me in that whole entire scenario there is will they become a better team because of the players that left the program? Meaning that I think in this new age of where we're at with name, image, and likeness and all these different things, there's who really wants to be there and who's there for the right reasons, who's there to win and compete for a championship. And I think that the moment there's a coaching change and, you know, there's a market value out there, if a guy really wants to play football at Texas A&M, then he doesn't go in the transfer portal, right? But they ad guys do that. And doesn't mean they're bad people, bad kids. But you know what? I bet you a lot of those discussions were mutual. You know, you listen. It's probably best if you do this. We're going to do this. Blah blah blah. I know those conversations happen all the time. Um, but I would expect them to be re- improved. Um, I think Connor Wigman is really really good, but damn, I need to see him go through an entire season. Right. Right. And so do they. So do they.
1: All right. Let's. We we've only got a minute here, but the. And we'll dive into this throughout the offseason. Sark and Texas will be fascinating. Do they have the toughness component? Has he turned the corner? We know he's recruiting gangbusters, but can they go through the gauntlet of these four game stretches in the SEC where you just you you catch two top ten recruiters and two top twenty recruiters because Texas and Oklahoma have never had to do that in the history of the programs, Luke's?
0: Long-term, yes. The answer to that question for me is yes. The timing of it in the interim, the short-term, is they are losing some players at key spots, particularly along the defensive front, that they really need to make that transition. So is there going to be a slight little gap early on? Possibly. Long-term, I don't think there will be.
1: We'll leave it there. Tom Luganville with ESPN on the Out of Bounds show. Have a great week, buddy. Thanks, man. All right, man. See you. Tom Luganbill joined us on the Out of Bounds show. If you missed any of it, it will be on Spotify a little bit later. You can search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds, our podcast on Spotify. Search Out of Bounds with Bow Bounds. Also, grab that smartphone. Download the Out of Bounds radio app. You can stream the show in your house, in your shower, in your bed, in your deer stand. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. Bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau insurance agent. Go to favorites.com and get a quote in four minutes or less. F-A-V-E, favorites.com. Will Rogers, discussion next.